Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I'm a CEO, therapist, and coach, and I am on a mission to help connect you to inspiring stories of couples who are creating an amazing legacy built on the three essential components that I see in our world today, faith, love, and the prosperity that results as a process of that. And I know that the two people gathered here with me today have an incredible story about not only how they've done that in the past together, but also how they're doing it today. Because if it's one thing that I know about people who are creating incredible legacies is their agility to really follow where God is calling them and to pay attention to the ways in which he is calling them to develop and teach prosperity. Please welcome Angelique and David Noree. Thank Hi. you guys. Hi. How are you? We are, are so you? grateful to be here. We're, we're awesome and uh, we're excited to be here with you. Your story is just incredible and it's ever evolving, right? And so could you each take a moment to introduce each other to our audience today for the few people who may not know who you two are? Yeah, absolutely. That's unique because I want to introduce her. We're so used to introducing ourselves. I like that approach. Um, very, very so cool. my wife, Angelique, saved me, first and foremost. That's the most important thing. Um, she's a she's a competitor. You know, we were talking on, on a call this morning. She's a competitor. She's a winner. 
And, and when I say that she wants to compete for the kingdom, but she wants to compete for our family. She competes for our marriage and she's a winner. She's a, she doesn't want to talk about her accolades, but she made several magazine covers. Um, she is a world champion martial artist, Taekwondo. Um, I think the biggest thing in what we'll learn about her is she, uh, you know, she grew up in a, in a poverty type of mindset and not just a mindset, a real thing. Yeah, she real was poverty. in welfare. Um, <laughs> And with her mom, it's a product of a single mom, still loved her, both of her parents. And uh, everything that she has and represents today is a product of, of God speaking through her in her life and her overcoming just one obstacle after another. Mm. Well, thank it's you. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, you know, I, I was moved when he initially said, you know, I saved him. I didn't save him. Jesus did. But um, I think that's what a marriage should be is, is, to, you know, in any partnership really, but, and that's where we, how we run our business, but to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to be his mouthpiece um, to, and when he said winner uh, to win for the kingdom, you know, to win for each other um, is obviously, you know, our focus. And uh, if you're, if you're always trying to just win for yourself rather than, you know, be after the heart of the father, then we kind of miss the point. So um, yeah, to get you more familiar with my husband. Uh, David is what David David's an author. He's actually just finished his second book, which is off to the editor right now for the final stage. Yeah. And um it's called The Pursuit. And interestingly enough, it's about prosperity, but it's biblical prosperity and uh not not the uh, American gospel, you know, that prosperity that sometimes we're used to. But my husband is probably one of the most compassionate people that you'll ever meet. Um, he has 25, 30 years. I could be dating him. Of, <laughs> uh, multimedia journalism. So he went from, you know, sports journalism and, you know, just interviewing naked jocks in the you know locker room and professional sports to really learning how to pull stories out of people. And that's what I, you know, just always fell in love with him about is just the ability to connect with people. My father used to say, that he could make friends with a tree and he could, I mean, he won me over because he, his ability to communicate and, and truly want to get to know me. And so when we talk about storytelling and one of the offers that we have through speak up, it's, it's pulling those stories out and using your unique personality because you have to get to the point in a locker room when somebody's sitting in there with you sweaty after a game, <laughs> like you better get that story out quickly. And so in today's you know day in society where people are overwhelmed and uh, they're competing so much in the marketplace for our voice to be heard, especially when your voice needs to be heard because you're doing kingdom things, um, we, we need to understand there's a little bit of strategy behind that and bold, courageous conviction comes from that. And that's exactly what he teaches. He just does a beautiful job of it. And uh, it's not only help people in the marketplace, but uh, when his pride and our pride doesn't get in the way, we are, we are able to do that in our marriage. And that's the most important <laughs> part is learning how to communicate, have hard conversations to push through so that you can enjoy the love, faith, and prosperity of, you know, a millionaire match and uh, essentially building a divine order business. Oh, incredible, incredible. And what I'm always fascinated by with the two of you and, and really with so many stories are the ways in which God weaves the, the lessons and the messages and the situations of our past in order to form this beautiful tapestry that you two are living out today. You know, the yeah. fact that you were a, a, a literal fighter um, and came out of an environment where you really had to fight through the 
the oppression that poverty can be in so many people's souls, not just in their in their bank account, um, and and get to the place now where you are just doing such incredible um, warrior work, really for the the highest kingdom there is is incredible and david and in, in your ability to draw people's voices out by doing the same in your own life is incredible whether it's on the written page or at the stage um, or in business leadership because you both do that in tandem and i see you doing that with three amazingly beautiful daughters who are growing and changing and speaking up in all kinds of ways yes um, they are <laughs> But how would you describe just you, your journey as a couple together? You know, I think so many people see a marriage like yours, and um, if they're not envious, they're at least um, admiring of that and want to create that in their own life. But the how is really um, part of the challenge for people. And I think they miss the mark too often because they aim about this deep. Um, and they don't really go to the fundamental core of things. Because could you share a bit about how you've created that together? Well, um, one of the things that we'll offer here, you know, is about uh, having divine order being honored in in your home team and in your business, as well as, of course, your faith and your walk. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was revealed to me through the book of Genesis. And I figure if there was going to be a framework or anything foundational that we were going to build anything on, we need to understand what God created first. And um, when it comes to our, our marriage, uh, I, I always look to that in anything, business, marriage, whatever. I always look to that framework. And the very first thing in Genesis, you know, when, when God created the, the heavens and the earth and all of the universe and everything in it, um, he was obviously aware of himself. <laughs> he knows who he is. And uh, he hovered over a a formless void. And the first thing he did was speak. And he, when he spoke, there was, it wasn't just power in his words. It was the words of his power. It's a totally separate, you know, you know, concept that we have to really wrap our mind around. And anytime that if, if we're going this deep in our marriage, we miss the whole point. Anytime that we speak, we have to understand that we're speaking for something, um, that's that is kingdom focused that has a hallway from the beginning of our marriage to the day that we die and our and our vows that we have taken mm-hmm. so we've had to learn how to speak with the same word of his power not that just the power of our words because that takes on a whole i you know a whole concept of the self mm-hmm. rather than you know, our, you know, our inner man and what he has, you know, designed for us to be, but the word of his power, meaning if we had something hard to get through, if whether it was circumstantial or personal, it was about how did we speak at that moment to break darkness, to create order out of chaos, to bring that formless void into something that was uh, created for an environment to thrive, survive, and be fruitful and multiply. I mean, that's the order of God. And so ultimately for us, um, I, it really starts with having an awareness and being present, you know, to each other, even in our, in our, in the midst of our own chaos or our thoughts or the, our humanness and our flesh It's just be aware of, okay, why do I feel this way? You know, where is this coming from? And, um, and how can I address it by addressing him with not just a personal desire to fix things and a personal need of, you know, my own, but what do we fix now uh, moving forward? What is the strategy of, of those words? And so we've always been, 
we've had to work through tough times where, you know, because as, as big of a communicator as he is, uh, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, it it was hard, very, very hard for us to have a conversation, you know, during, through the hard things. Wouldn't you agree? Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, trans, men are wired differently and sometimes they just kind of want to sleep on it. <laughs> and I'm different. You know, I think women are different. I'm like, no, we're going to fix this now because yeah. we don't want the sun to go down on our anger, you mm-hmm. know? And so working through it with a kingdom mindset, knowing what the word says means that we have mm-hmm. to you got to nip this in the bud. You know, we've got to make sure that we have a tough conversation and, and try not to have a knockdown drag out fight, but really fight for each other, not for ourselves and the need to be right. I agree. Yeah. Wow. That, that is just so profound. You know, really it's, that is the full embodiment of selflessness, you know, lived out through marriage. Not that we're denying who we are as individuals and who we're created to be, but also caring more about the the larger purpose of you two together and understanding if you both approach it from that selfless place of loving the other first and wanting to hear the other, um, we're all going to get attended to, right? If we we really embody that and focus on the other, you're guaranteed to get your own needs heard. Um, And I I just love that because it, it is so easy to talk about and, and so challenging to put into practice. And I tell every couple I work with, you know, it isn't innate. Marriage is not some innate thing. And we think it is like, oh, well, everybody gets married, right? Well, there's a reason that it actually is written about and taught and retaught and everybody's evolving. And I know a big component um, of what you are focused on, especially right now in your lives, is helping people understand this definition of true prosperity. But your evolution there and your journey there, I'm sure is a really unique one. How did you help each other both understand your, your mindsets when it came to prosperity, but also how you grew that as your mission together as a couple now looking forward. Okay. So let's take this. So from a biblical perspective, if we look at when, when, when God was creating in Genesis after the seventh day, there was, there was, there was a finish to that, but it wasn't finished in the very middle. When, when we hear Jesus, the last thing he says is on the cross is, you know, it is finished, right? But it wasn't finished. And at the very last thing in in Revelations, we hear again about the final finish. So if we look at a marriage in much of the same way, let's look at it in the in terms of the things that we do every day, exercise, mm-hmm. diet, a podcast. I want to get finished with this exercise. I want to get finished with this diet. I want to, I want to finish this project. So to everything in life, there's always this this the desire to start and finish, but in a marriage and a business and what we're doing, mm-hmm. it's the, the thing is to realizing that you are going to be always working at something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fact that you can get married and that's it. And then you want to go to a place of least resistance. Human nature yeah. is for us to want to reside in a place or path of least resistance. That's why it's very hard for people to stay consistent in their diet because yeah. they always put a time limit on it. And so we have to evolve in our marriage. You know, we're completely different now than we were 11 years ago. It is going to be work. So if we look at prosperity, you know, I'm always, Angelique is, since she came from that background where it was a, you know, a real struggle in life, I came from exactly 180. You know, we, I never 
never had a lot, but I never wanted for anything. And so what, what I realized is that I've always kind of taken prosperity for granted, the financial prosperity, but mm. my heart lies in giving people value. Like I, I cannot be one of those people that doesn't give every single thing because I want people to feel like they got what they deserve. And I feel like now we see it everywhere in our society. We're buying a home or you're buying a car or you're buying someone's program or you're just buying like anything. Mm-hmm. People want to give the least amount of themselves. They, they, you feel like I'm going to have to fight and, and kick for, to get everything out of this home builder. I'm going to have to fight and kick. Even when I go to the store, can I have your attention person who's ringing me up? Because now what you see is this, you know, and almost, it's almost like they're sliding your groceries or whatever you may be, or they're having a conversation. And so what we've done is we've gotten away from being personable and we see it in society, but we see it in our own homes. And we have to remind ourselves, I have to remind ourselves that I can do better. Mm-hmm. Meaning I can be a better husband, but my my human nature is to go on cruise control. Mm-hmm. Left alone, without God, without a conscious, without my desire to do better, guess what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to be the stereotypical guy and I'm going to sit there eating chicken wings, watching football all day, because that's the path of least resistance. So we have to start taking accountability. And the hard thing is it's a long, long life. Marriage is a long, long road. So you can't do it for a little while and say, I got it. Just like parenting. You can't say, hey, I've been a great parent this year. And next year you're terrible. Mm-hmm. So it's consistency, I think, that we all need to strive for. And it's very tough. Well, it's the the well from everything that our children will drink from. It's the well from uh, clients will drink from, you know, who we work with and partners. Um, and so if our well has run dry as a couple, when we have to look our in, in ourselves and say, well, where are we receiving the, the, the life in the water from? Well, that's why we have everlasting life coming from the father. And so if we have that as our primary focus and we come together we're both drinking from the same well, then everyone is going to be able to receive that same level of prosperity if they understand the eternal mindset behind it. And without it, it's it's always like start, finish, start, finish, start, finish. You know, and if it didn't work out or you grew apart, there's like this attrition in relationships. You're like, no, maybe you just weren't committed or maybe one of you was and the other wasn't. You know, we have to be on the same page. And if we're not, that's where we lose. Yeah. Yeah. And that the dynamic nature of our souls and the expansion and contraction of relationships, you know, and, and how they change and grow, that can be both the beautiful thing and the terribly hard thing, because it means we have to constantly be changing and growing alongside them, you know, and yet what I really love, and it's so beautiful is that, and I hear this underneath what you shared, Angelique, that part of you you know, really transforming and coming out of, of the mindset that you grew up in. And, and David, I think you as well, that it was really about the ever flowing abundance that, that God provides, you know, that it was never meant to be a ceiling. It was never meant to be finite. Um, It isn't the kind that we can necessarily deposit even in a bank, although that's a part of it. And I think we need as Christians to talk about that. And then not be ashamed because God invented it, you know, and it's, it's something that we get to embrace and use 
to really impact change. Um, and of course is spiritual warfare as far as I'm concerned, but I think that tapping into what it really means, you know, and, and the, the oppression that poverty can give is that this is it, you know, you are capped and, and that's, that's final versus this, this openness to the agility and change of your provision. Was that a part of your growth as well? Just opening your soul up to that idea? Mm-hmm. Well, let, again, this is this is extremely important, Amy. So when we look at this this cap, I love the fact that you said there's this cap or or a place where we're going to meet resistance. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You know, when we hear stories about entrepreneurs or people who are successful, you always see the end story. Mm-hmm. And in in the first book, I mentioned, you know, everybody sees that shot of Steve Jobs or in their, in their garage or Jeff Bezos in his garage, and that's the one capture on this one. And then we see the other capture where they're ultra rich. But there's a whole timeline in the middle, the middle. where they mm-hmm. where they hit these ceilings. And if we're looking for something biblical, and this was the this was the really the 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 stimulus for this new book was this Jeremiah twenty nine eleven mm. uh, scripture, which we've heard. It's called the prosperity gospel, where you know I have plans to prosper you. Well, if we look at when that happens and we examine this. Mm-hmm. I'll go backwards. Let's go back to childhood. Okay. When, when you're a parent now, or let's go back to when we were kids, your parents sometimes gave you two lessons. One was if you do your chores, what do you get? What do you do when you get your chores? What do you get? You get allowance. You get money. That's one type of lesson and prosperity. How many times do you remember Amy, your dad or your mom saying, Hey, you know what? You're not going to like this, but this is for your own good. And it was it was still a prosperity lesson, but you didn't get any money for it. But you knew you were getting a life lesson to help you later down the road, right? Can you think actually? Of that was that was the reward system in my house. We didn't get yeah. monetary rewards. We actually got praise and words of affirmation. So it became. What about the tougher ones? So was ever was there ever a time when your mom or dad gave you a harsh lesson and like you know this is going to hurt, but you're going to have to suffer through it, mm-hmm. you know, and and learn yourself. Like if Ella had money and she lost it. I'm like, well, that was yours. You yes. should have known that it's going to hurt, or you're going to have to go out there and take care of that dog because you wanted that dog, whatever it may be. Which lesson is more valuable for a young person, yeah. the money or the life lesson? Absolutely. The life right. lesson. So let's go back to the Israelites. Here we are. And they're saying, you know, hey, Jeremiah goes, hey, you guys, you know what? You're going to be prosperous. Mm-hmm. God promises it. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. I'm ready right now. And he's like, oh. We're, we're in captivity. He goes, guess what? 70 years of this, you will be prosperous. I will be there. This is a form of prosperity. It's me saying, I'll be with you every step of the way. So when you hit that ceiling, you know, whether you're in poverty or whether you're struggling, that I'm going to be there to get you. So that's the valuable lesson in Jeremiah 29, 11. Not that they were just going to be freed from captivity. Not that they were going to get money. He said 70 years. Now, is that a tough lesson? Yeah. yeah. So if you took the Israelites and said prosperity now, money, riches, freedom versus 70 years and a tough, a tough life lesson, which one are they going to pick? This one. Mm-hmm. If you take your 10-year-old child, do you want $10 now for doing this? Or do you want dad to teach you a life lesson that's going to teach you responsibility later on down the road? The kid's going to pick the easy money. Yeah. In your marriage, do you want something like sex? Do you want something like new floors? Do you want something like a new car? Or do you want something that's going to get you through the next 25 or 50 years so you survive? 
as human beings, again, we want the easy path of least resistance. We want instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Now more than ever, with we download things, we upgrade things, and we want it now. Yes. So we are not teaching ourselves biblical lessons. We're getting further and further away from biblical lessons because the biblical lessons are the ones, let's face it, they're they're tougher ones, but they're the ones that carry us through life Mm -hmm. and that really give us that long lasting prosperity, that long lasting happiness, rather than just quick instant gratification. Yeah. You need a, again, you always need a foundational framework there. The tools and systems that come as a result of, you know, you know, keeping your home running efficiently, keeping your business running efficiently, those things you can adapt and pivot and, and upgrade. But when it comes to, you know, the mindset or the wisdom, he says to tell us wisdom, understanding, knowledge in that order. And that's how you build your home. So you need wisdom first. You need understanding as to why you're applying it. And then the knowledge, like then the systems, then the tools, then, then the rhythms, then the things that you use to keep everything in place. But it has to start with wisdom. Why is, you know, why am I fighting this hard for this? Why, you know, why do, why is my mindset set on this goal? What is, is this mission oriented or goal oriented? Goals have a start and finish. Missions do not. They are eternal. So our mission is for, you know, as a millionaire match, right? Our mission is, is, you know, to be in marriage uh, that doesn't get sacrificed at the altar for our prosperity goals, you know, like that's what we have to fight for because that's what's going on in the world is it's hustle till your eyes bleed, make as much money as you can, build your empire in your tallest building yeah. um, and hustle, you know, grind all these things. Guys go on this retreat, girls go, go on this retreat. separate. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, God is cohesive. God is not in a silo separate over here. He's in everything. He's ordered everything. He's given us a foundational framework for it. So if we follow that and honor that his favor will be on it. We're too busy, worried about doing our thing and asking him to bless it. Mm. But if we actually follow him, his favor and our favor and his favor, and together we're going in the same direction, then he will be, then we can be fruitful and multiply based off God's numbers, not our own. And that's what we want to build our business and our marriage and our children and our home team around is, is that, that mindset, that mentality. And of course, um, you know, that goal in mind. Yeah. God's like that long-term IRA that's safe. Yeah. And versus like buying a lottery ticket or going to the blackjack table, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, I, I like the I like the long term safety and security of God, rather than going up and saying, hey, I'll put all my all my stuff right here on red 24. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it may not appeal to the dopamine centers of our brain. But last time I checked, they aren't necessarily the the best directors. They are informers. Yeah. But they are not necessarily <laughs> directors. And I love that because every couple I work with, I always start with a mission and vision statement, which isn't necessarily like, oh, yay, Amy, you're it's just going to be so much yeah. fun. But I said, how much better could it get than to envision what you want to create together? Because if we don't have that in mind, we don't know where we're headed. And I love that that is such a guiding force for the two of you. And the fact that you both um, brought in the concept of faith, because when you look at <clears throat> Jeremiah 29, 11, if you look at 12 and 13, it talks about, you know, I will be there when you answer me, you know, and, and it talks about the long journey and, and the only way that you can get to that prosperity in verse 11 is if you really understand faith. And yeah. if you can't understand faith, then you don't understand how much he loves us. 
you know, which is part of why those three have to be locked together, you know, in order to really embody any sort of prosperity, because for you both, I know that, yes, there has been financial prosperity, and yet you've also created a much broader and deeper level of prosperity. And I would love to just, as we're wrapping up, have both of you um, give our audience your definitions of prosperity. I can't believe the time is gone. I'm like, how is it possible? But I, I we have so much more to talk about. But um, would you share with our audience just your definitions of prosperity? And David, I know everybody go by his book because that's going to help you redefine it. But just for our audience today. Well, we talk about long game. We just talked about it, right? Instant gratification versus long game. And in that same thing, how does God describe loving us? I mean, it's it's very powerful. He says, I will love you with an everlasting love. So we have to look at prosperity as a long game. If you went to any financial advisor right now worth their weight in gold, right? Then there's a lot out there that will try and get you rich quick. When people are so uh, really, uh, you know, Bitcoin, it's got everybody hooked and it might be great, but we go to somebody and says, look, just like we go to our tax guy he goes, I'm going to do the best for you, the safest thing for you. You don't want to get, uh, you know, you don't want to get a knock on your door getting audited. So it's just like your investment with prosperity. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want to, you don't want to sit on the fence, right? You don't want to put your money in an account that's going to get you 1%, mm-hmm. but you have to do something with everlasting faith that you will be able to prosper for a long time. There's a lot of people who got rich and then blew it. And we had someone early in our career said, hey, are you saving your money? Mm -hmm. Now we had a lot of life things come up, big things that we had to be prepared for. We're not in debt. That's the thing. We don't owe anybody anything, Mm -hmm. okay? And if we can just teach, in the book, I say, and I didn't get it from myself, but from somebody else, they said, in the Bible, you will never find anything where debt is looked at in a positive light. It's, it's always there saying you should not be in debt. So we have to look at the long game. Yeah. Um, and then, and just for me, again, honoring that divine order is what prosperity is to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to ever, ever, you know, sacrifice my home team. I don't, I don't want to, you know, cost myself peace, my, my identity, Uh, or my personal relationships, because I'm focused on the world's idea of prosperity. And if, if I can always honor what a prosperous marriage looks like profit in my home, profit in my children, profit is not just dollars and cents people, right? It is, it is, you got to stay in the green. It's advantage. All it means is an advantage. You know, you want to be above water, not below water. Debt is not favorable. So I don't want debt in my relationships because I was so busy chasing a dollar sign. And so prosperity for us means richness in all things, favor in all things and profit in all things without costing us the things that we value the most. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And I hope that we get to talk about this more and more because it is so relevant. And I think, you know, um, as everyone is listening, I, I guarantee as someone who works a lot in trauma, there were things that got triggered today. And rather than turning a blind eye, I just feel really, really compelled to encourage you after you've watched this today to reflect. 
Because if you are really seeking the kind of prosperity that is going to outlast any currency that we have here on earth, because that's the truth, they'll all go away. They all did and they all will. Um, but the kind of prosperity that allows you to feel the expansive abundance of God in your life and the love that you're really seeking after, I want you to take a few minutes and reflect on all of the wisdom that Angelique and David have shared. And I want you to connect with them because you are gonna wanna get in on more of their goodness. This was just like the appetizer portion, believe me. Um, so where is the best place for everyone to find you both? Uh, so we have, our website is turnedon.com. I mean, it couldn't be any simpler and it's not the kind of turned on. That exactly. The world. It's just when, <laughs> When someone goes there for that, they're going to actually get a kick in the pants for their marriage and um, and for you know business prosperity and from a bi biblical standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, so turnedon.com. My Instagram handle is just at Angelique Nori. Um, David's is at David Nori dot turned on. Okay. Um, and then you can find us on Turned On Community on Facebook as well. We've got a um, a community page there and. Um, our podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah. We try to podcast. simplify it. Turned on. But turnedon.com has all of that. So well, that's why. So it's the program is Speak Up. Our our foundation is turned on, and then the new book mm -hmm. is a pursuit. So it, we like boom, really easy okay. action verbs, two syllables. Let's get in and get out. I love it. I love it. And you can't forget any of those three words. And so all of that will be in the show notes. And I just so appreciate and love you both. And thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're grateful to be here. Honored. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.